0: Thank you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with two local growers in Oklahoma that focus on clean quality medicine. We've met them in passing a few times, but we've heard nothing but amazing things from them within the community. We are so excited to hear all about who they are, how they grow, their brand, and all the things. So guys, please welcome James and Nate from Red Dirt Raised to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey guys.
1: Hi. What's going on? <laughs> Thank
0: you guys so much for being here with us today.
2: Um so we like to ask everyone this a starting question and an ending question, but this is our starting question. James, let's start with you. Will you please tell us where your cannabis journey first began?
3: Man, I was young. <laughs> um I was thinking about this on the way here, and I don't know if I can tell you the first time.
2: That's okay. I smoked, That's but, okay.
3: But maybe like One of the first times I got high and uh, made a fool of myself. But uh, uh, let's see.
0: You can tell that story.
3: Lake Murray, 13. um,
2: Like age 13?
3: Something like that. Wow. Yeah. I was a bad kid. Um, (laughs) 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 Let's see. uh, I think I ended up in the floorboard of our dad's truck. Oh. Uh, uh, All up against the door. Maybe saying I needed to go to the ER or something, something, <laughs> something silly. Um, I think that's how he tells the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I smoked way too much, got super paranoid, and you know, just all the way freaked out. Do you um,
2: remember who you were with, or was it just a solo?
3: Mm, no, I think there was a there was a group of kids that I would have been with, probably. Um, where are you from? Start name dropping. <laughs> uh, I'm from. I grew up in Ardmore. Okay. Ardmore. Are you guys
0: actual brothers?
1: Yes. We get that a lot. <laughs> no, really. You guys don't look half, alike. Half we have brothers. the we have the same father. Okay. okay. Different moms.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: If you <laughs> saw our other brother, you, you wouldn't question their their relation. But like y'all don't Metal. look you would, like. You would question yeah. mine and his even more.
0: You guys don't look alike at all.
2: Yeah.
1: At all.
2: Maybe the there's,
0: jawline, maybe.
3: There's some speculation of, of whether you we were dropped brothers. off by the FedEx man?
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Actually,
3: it might be me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's okay, that's what my sister used to say about me.
1: Uh, <laughs> our father's a redhead, and their mother is also a redhead. They're all gingers. So oh. no you're not. No questioning that. that crazy? Isn't that, no. That's
0: weird. Genetics that's, are so weird. They are. Like, why not you? You know, like, why were not <laughs> you chosen to be part of it? <laughs> he of wasn't the chosen <laughs> one. I was chosen. I am the different one. The (laughs) red I know.
1: (laughs) They got out of the curse. Here's the black (laughs) sheep. Native. In the best way
0: possible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, continue.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So probably uh, around that time I was probably smoking a little bit by myself and a little bit with this group of friends and and even actually probably popping seeds in, in the windowsill of my my parents' house.
0: At 13?
3: 13, wow, 14 years really? old. Really? Yeah, 13, 14 years old, like experimenting. Yeah. And, you know, it's always been an interest. But, um, and then cannabis was, even at 13, was different for me, I think, than it was for a lot of kids. Um, at eight, nine, something like that, I knew it was in the house mm-hmm. and had already had a, a talk with our father. Um, so your
2: parents consumed?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, and both of these people work for the state, and you know, everything else. So yeah. it, it wasn't even back
2: then. That's see, that's so cool. That's good to hear because it's there was probably a lot of people, but I feel like we've not heard that before. You know, like a working family couple they just didn't Absolutely. get drug tested.
3: Absolutely, and we didn't have. It they probably
2: didn't have drug tests back then in the eighties. Really, yeah. like, how would I you drug know. test? I, I don't really think don't you know. would.
3: If they, did, <laughs> I mean, because if
2: you're working for the state, like, you're not. There's no drug way, testing, no, there's ever. no way they could drug test you because yeah. I feel like that's like forward technology. Like, I they if the police just started to kind of be able to test for cannabis, but like, not even really. I don't know. You I know, I don't, I don't know, know how long uh, drug
0: tests have been around. Honestly
3: I Honestly, don't know either. But they, it wasn't like we had this party scene household either. It was, it was a pretty responsible, pretty. My parents were younger when they had me. I'm 10 years older than Nate, uh, so my mom and dad was, you know, they were they were pretty young parents, but uh, they were still teacher and uh, state employee.
1: We'll just, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah,
3: <laughs> for, the, for the dad. Yeah. But, uh, uh, no, it, it was... Uh, at eight years old, I knew that my grandma was using it for cancer. So it was it was pretty transparent in the house uh, already. Or, you know, our, our parents were at least trying to be honest with us about the way they felt about it, mm-hmm. you know. And they probably had some uncommon views at, in the 80s about it, mm-hmm. um, especially in Oklahoma, super red state. Um, so even at 13... I think I was probably uh, the driving force behind having it at all. I don't. I don't know that I was influenced by bad kids or anything like that. Yeah,
2: well, and I feel like you got more of like a educational a bit standpoint from it, especially seeing your grandma go through cancer and it helping her in the way that but it. You may didn't have. see it as a bad thing. No, you know, no. it was introduced as medicine versus. Like, you're interested, genuinely yeah. interested in it, especially if you're yeah.
0: popping seeds in a window. Like, yeah, what kind of 13-year-old kid doing yeah. that? Right. I mean, really? Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. really.
3: It was pretty, um, I don't know. I don't know what the word, yeah, you know, the interest that I had in it and how um, passionate I was about it at a young age. But it, it really drew me in. I was uh, awed by it. That's cool. And, That's beautiful. And then uh I would say not just with weed though, it's uh, you know, tomatoes. Um, I can remember, you know, peddling around with uh mom's house plants and flowers and just uh an interest in science and nature really, really young. But uh That's cool. Uh, yeah. No. it wasn't it wasn't really all that good of an experience for me at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I would say like the paranoia and everything i got off of that one time uh probably threw me away from smoking it for a long time oops and then i would say probably later in my teenage years i noticed it um you know kind of coming back in a more responsible way where i was maybe smoking a little bit more often and just having fun Mm -hmm. or whatever
0: yeah yeah that's good Mm -hmm. okay what about you nate what was your, do you remember, like, the first time you consumed, like?
1: Oh, yeah. I will never forget the first Tell time. <laughs> All right, let us know. Uh, so it was just at a house party. I had come up for the weekend in Norman to hang out with our other brother. He took me to a party, and uh, I dozed off on the couch, woke up, and the house seemed empty. So I started looking for people, and I walked in a room, and there's 15 or 20 people in a circle passing a bong. <laughs> that's day. and he looked up and he's like you want to try it yeah uh so that was my first time what did
2: you feel do you remember
1: <laughs> i remember telling my brother i couldn't feel my fingers <laughs> <laughs> and his response was uh bro i can't feel your fingers either <laughs> <laughs> That sounds exactly like the yeah. middle, middle brother. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, what's interesting for me is I kind of grew up with a conflicting view on cannabis. Okay. Uh, as stated, we have separate mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, my mother's side of the family has always been a little more conservative. Okay. So that was always like, no, we don't do that. Um. And there was some knowledge the older I got that, yeah, my father's probably, you know, he's, he uses cannabis. So. Yeah. Um, and then I just happened to, it was the first time it had ever even been offered to me. Yeah. And, like, how do you make a judgment on that yeah. without actually trying it? Yeah. Right. right. And, I mean, uh, at first it was, uh, like, an, like to me, like, the alternative to drinking. Like, I've never been a heavy drinker. James mm-hmm. can probably attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um it, it was the alternative to it, but the older I got, the more I actually started looking at it as, okay, I got a headache. I'm I'm going to smoke a little bit. Yeah. That'll help me get through the day and, you know, and so forth like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I used to be on antidepressants off and on for about a seven-year period, and uh, once I was able to get to where I was using cannabis, had a medical card and stuff like that, I haven't... Uh, been on any medication for, for over three years now. Heck yeah. Yeah, so awesome. once I actually started uh, trying to understand it more, how it would help me with anxiety, depression, uh, stress, all of that, uh, I was able to kind of dial it in a little bit better for me. Right. And, and like I said, I hadn't been on medication for that's over awesome. three years now. So That's, that's really awesome. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's really cool
2: Both to hear. very different stories. Journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's cool because y'all are siblings, so... It's cool to hear how different you guys, and now you work together, so yes. it's crazy to see how how your paths have unfolded mm, in life, you know sure. from mm-hmm. that first experience, so on the medicinal side you do you guys have like terpene like your terpenes that you guys prefer that you love?
3: yeah, I couldn't tell you like uh i'm I'm not good enough to tell you which ones they are, what they're called, uh but I know which strains I like,
2: okay. Tell me what you or, like. or
3: you know which which way we're gonna go there? Yeah, definitely the um, funkier, gassier stuff. Uh, Same. I think I enjoy Same. more. I do find stuff every now and then that kind of surprises me. That kidney punch number four did, um, which it's kind of got like a, a skunky, uh, rubbery, gassy back end. Maybe even kind of a cam front mm-hmm. that goes with that that um, citrusy. You know, it's almost like cleaner or something in the in the front, but uh, um, GMO, of course, I love GMO. I love GMO. You I'm a sucker GMO for it. Do you? Organic Glaze. Some homies, so. uh, organic glaze, grew it, and it's fire. They did a good yeah, job.
2: I love GMO. That's good to know. Mm.
3: And then uh, we and we've got some super funky stuff on the menu coming, um, <coughs> but. Yeah, the the funkier, gassier, rubbery, st- you know, kind of yeah. leaning stuff, more uh, indica dominant mm-hmm. stuff. I think is what I enjoy. Pain. Got I've got a lot of pain. My shoulder mm-hmm. uh, got replaced about six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. And Spend it's a minute. every day, you know, So, yeah. uh, stomach too, and and I've noticed that the sativa stuff I don't really care for. Mm-hmm. Dealing with any kind of stomach issue, um, almost seems to irritate my stomach more. But
1: yeah, definitely yeah. the gassier, funkier yeah. stuff. What about you, Nate? I actually like the sweet, fruity stuff. Okay. Um, or the the candier Yeah. Kind of terps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got we're going through a massive pheno hunt at the farm right now out in the greenhouse, and uh, we've got a, a dipping sticks Ooh. cross that is like. It smells like sour gummy worms. Yeah, mm. and it's uh no, nah, there's there's a lot of really crazy good stuff going on out there. Um, but no, I'm more of like the sweet fruity stuff. Okay. That's that's something that I really like. We've got a, a cut of Gucci fruit. Uh, that it tastes to me like the gum juicy fruit. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love yeah. juicy fruit. <laughs> that makes my
2: mouth water. Okay, thing. setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run.
0: Yes, and with being business owners or self-sab, we understand what it's like pretty well. I think with BIC Legal, they practice
2: in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more.
0: And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pepworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So
2: let's flip the script a little. Um, tell us about who you guys are and what you guys do. I'm
3: James from Red Dirt Raised. Uh, owner operator and uh, we've got a uh, about a 3,000 square foot indoor canopy all living soil farm in uh, Duncan um, and we've got some light depth stuff going right now as well a 1,500 square foot uh, setup that's just a flower room and uh, yeah we're red deer raised. My brother, Nate.
2: <laughs> Nate, give us an intro. Tell us about yourself. Michael, give yeah, me a bio. Uh, what do you guys, <laughs> bio.
0: What do you guys, like, specialize in each within the garden, since you guys are the only two? Like, what are, you know what I mean? I
1: would say I specialize in, like, doing it. <laughs> um, and then Just me and him, it. you know, we're like a meeting of the minds. Like, we go over what we're going to put into the soil or, w- or what we're going to uh, put on our plants that day or, or this week, what are we going to put our focus into stuff like that? Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got harvest coming up, we're going to try to schedule everything around, making sure we've got harvest taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Trimming's the same. Yeah. We do all that in house. Yeah. Okay. Um,
3: everything from seed to sale, literally. Yep. We, uh, both, we both
1: basically, we both do a lot of the same stuff. Like, he may be out one day doing sales or or drops or stuff like that. So I'm in there making sure everything's taken care of in the grow. Or it may be the other way around, and I'm out doing drops and making sales and he's in there. Taking so you
2: guys care are of it. a pretty small team then.
1: Administrative stuffs all handled by the wife, and that's literally it. We so got like we got
3: Donald. You know? yep. yep, and Donald helps with. <laughs> shout out really, to Donald. Shout out to Don. <coughs> Big Don. Um, how old is Don? Twenty one. Just, wow. Just turned twenty one. Wow. Who's Don? Twenty
1: one. He's a guy that lives in my hometown that Mm -hmm. I brought on. Did we bring him on in October? Where's your hometown? Tishomingo, Oklahoma.
0: Okay.
2: Hmm. I know somebody from Tishomingo.
3: We're over in Mm -hmm. Duncan, which is literally like an hour and 45 minutes, and Nate drives back and forth every day. Every day.
2: An hour Um, and 45 every day? mm -hmm. Wow. That's dedication. And he's been doing that for... Dedication. Hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. A year and a half? Yep. A year and a half.
2: Wow. When you do something you love, though... There's no complaints. No. And you do it. You he's get it done.
3: He, he's about That's to awesome. leave me. We're going to turn this into a sad episode. Oh, man. You're leaving <laughs> him? Not. Um, I don't think he'll ever not leave a, Not entirely. in a full capacity.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Not, a, not in a full capacity.
3: But Nate just scored a job um, uh, that he's really been after for a while. Nice. And
1: Congrats. so Thank you.
2: Sending good vibes your way.
1: Thank you. I appreciate those vibes. He's gonna be able to use his degree and
2: Oh yeah, what's your degree? Psychology. Oh, cool. Good yeah. for you.
3: Like and you, then his like experience you. is, you know, probably really what's
1: and I don't yeah. I don't necessarily It's a little of both. It's a little of both. It's uh, understanding people, but it's it's in the banking world. We'll just okay. we'll say that. It's That's in the cool. banking world. Yeah. Totally wow. different than <laughs> what we've been doing.
2: Yeah. So are you gonna be doing both collectively then back and forth?
1: Um I will scale back um what what I do with Mm -hmm. him, um, but we'll be in constant communication. Yeah.
3: Very cool. That's exciting. Probably more, um, collaborating on breeding projects. Yeah. Yeah. So that's,
1: yeah, that's been something that like over probably what the past eight, nine months, Mm -hmm. that's really, uh, I've put money into a facility of my own in my Mm -hmm. own place. And, uh, we're, I'm trying to get it ramped up to really start some, some pretty cool breeding projects. Very
2: cool. So what is a breeding project? What does that look like? For somebody who's listening that has no idea what breeding is,
1: uh, well, to me, a breeding project is is taking pollen and you know pollinating your your, mm-hmm. your plants that you're flowering. Uh, I mean, so
2: how do you go through the process of like finding the seeds and knowing like what's that whole process look like when you're breeding? Or uh, does that make sense?
1: I think I understand what you're saying.
2: Yeah, like how would you? How do you breed plants? Yeah, okay. There's there's my question. How do you breed plants?
1: Um, so I think there's a few different ways that I've read uh-huh. from it. You have some people that will save pollen from a male plant that they've gone ahead and flowered out uh-huh. specifically, and they'll come in as they flower out their females and, like, pollinate that way. Uh, the way that I've done it is I've uh, hunted for males, uh-huh. and then I will stick it into a room with nothing but females. Okay. And then I have active air circulation that helps once that— Male starts dropping pollen. It it gets it all through the room. And okay. Yep.
2: Interesting. So does okay. So does that hermaphrodite? Does that is that the right word? Am I using that right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, isn't that isn't that how that. that happens?
3: No, it's going to be more unstable genetics. That okay. You find a hermaphrodite.
2: Okay. Got it. Got it.
3: Um,
1: I've actually bred some and had some some herms come from it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'll flower Everybody out. does. Yeah, you'll okay. flower them out and they start throwing seeds by themselves or they'll have, like, a banana or a pollen sack, something yeah. that starts coming out of a flower.
2: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow, I'm so proud of myself for knowing that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Great job, son. Good sob. job. Good job. <laughs>
0: so, okay, everyone
2: And we are
3: not. Breeding experts. Yeah, we are not. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Everyone has their own way, and like that's how you figure it out. Craft.
2: It's just trial and error yeah, to figure yeah. out what your method is, because yeah. your method's not going to be the same as somebody else's right. method, and what works for you isn't going to work for me. Right.
1: Well, and it's not. You know, I'm still pheno hunting as mm-hmm. well. It, um, while I may be breeding, I'm also going to be hunting finos in another uh, room. That that way, I can pick what I want to breed with, or yeah. or what you know, maybe we can take to the market. Put so. It
2: about how long does, like, the breeding process take and then, like, phenol hunting? Like, just to kind of, like... A
1: very long time.
2: Like, it's it's not, like...
1: Like, stable genetics, um, just from what I have read, mm-hmm. uh, can sometimes takes like, three to five years.
2: Wow. So it's, like, you're, it's an investment, a long-term oh, yeah, investment absolutely. you're making.
1: Absolutely. Okay, that's interesting. No, you're not yeah, this, making. Isn't, this is not something that, like uh, like, I'm going to make some seeds and next year we're just going to be popping out. S- yeah, flowers. Everybody's going to know. We, we, do not, we do not sell seeds. No. Uh, no. These will be all. This is all just experimental uh, for the love of the game kind of thing.
2: I love it. That's tight. That's cool. That trying to cool. find
3: special stuff that, you know, you might've had a hand in creating mm-hmm. um, because I mean, let's face it, we're not really doing anything, putting these plants in the same room and letting them do what they do. Yep. Really it's not really us. Uh, we didn't design that process, no, so. Yeah, but it works. And, you know, occasionally you find beautiful, beautiful stuff that, you know, is exclusive to you. That's, uh, actually exceptional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's pretty rare. Um, you know, the, the cuts that people know, GMO, we were talking about GMO. Mm-hmm. That's a cut. GMO is a cut. Uh, you can buy GMO seeds, but that's not the way it was put onto the market. Uh, gmo is a cut of uh skip Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not real sure i'm not real sure i don't remember what the uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) line it's okay (laughs) (laughs) no uh it's a cut mac one's a cut you know um
2: so it's not like it's somebody didn't just put a seed in a ground and gmo came out it was bread and it. then somebody cut it and then started growing it some more, and therefore came gmo yep. and
3: from that breeding project, they may have popped hundreds or thousands of mm-hmm. seeds, and Gmo the cut the actual clone mm-hmm. may have been selected out of that many to look at, so it may be that special, yeah wow, you know thousands of seed if you're you guys heard of belief, yes, you've heard of some of the stuff that he has you know uh White truffle. Mm-hmm. Everybody's heard of white truffle. Mm-hmm. That's Gorilla Butter F2. And, um, you know, he selected white truffle out of a ton of Gorilla Butter F2 seeds. Mm. And then, you know, named her, and and uh, the rest is history. But the, the credit goes to the breeder. Um, I believe it's Fresh Coast, but I'm not certain.
0: So how long have you guys been around for?
3: Um, Three years, three a little years? over. In the fourth? Yeah, we're this in the fourth. The the fourth? Mm-hmm. We started in like the end of 2018, beginning okay. of 2019. The
0: same year it became legalized. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Real close to it. We were. I. I were also, you waiting
0: for it to become legal to grow? Or no, what
3: was not necessarily. It was really kind of a dream come true, but um, we weren't really ready for it. Like a lot of folks have been. Okay. Um, it it came around. It happened. And it seems like we were six, eight months into a legal market before I really got focused on it and, and decided to come home and give it a try. But okay. I was on the road. I was actually hot-shotting with a one-ton and a 40-foot gooseneck trailer. What's hot-shotting? It's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> short-notice <laughs> like short delivery, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, people people put uh, loads out there on a load board, and there's guys that are ready to jump on them. It, but it's trucking. It's freight, you know. Okay. You know oh, okay. You're, you're okay. watching a load board. You're, you know, picking up uh, a load wherever you are. You may be in Georgia. Yeah. You know.
0: So you were truck driving before you started growing yeah. cannabis here.
3: And machining before that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: Wow, Done cool. a ton of stuff. Doing a bunch of different things, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Started in 2019 and literally we had like one uh, really small room that we started with, harvested, sold the harvest, all went back into the business. And I don't know how many, uh, I mean, I would think we're coming up on probably 100 harvests, Wow, 90 to 100 harvests, something like that.
2: Well, wow. so we know everyone has a different growing method, but for those listening who may not be familiar with your brand, Red Dirt Raised, can you tell us a little bit about your growing process?
3: Living soil, um, LED, sustainable, uh, regenerative pa- practices. We do a lot of our own ferments and feedings there at the farm, a lot of composting, um, you know, worms, everything in these raised beds that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, that's that's about it. We, we do have a light depth greenhouse that we just, uh, just got on. We've been building on it for over a year and I just lit it up. So it's mixed light. You've got lights in there, but then you've got the sun as well. And it's a controlled environment. Okay. So same as indoor raised beds, Mm -hmm. cover crop, you know, you'll see other plants growing in our system. Um but We get to use the sun, and it's. Uh, I think there's. I think there's a noticeable difference
2: And the smoke and the look. Are just
3: so we're gonna. I've smoked mixed light weed mm-hmm. and was very impressed, and I think it really is the best. Okay, um, I I think that that flower is. It's gonna be hard to beat. Uh, even you know bag appeal, I think is gonna be there, mm-hmm. no doubt.
2: Yeah. So are you guys gonna fully transition to? Mixed light or are you guys still going to do both and then
3: maybe, like, price it different or, like, how's that going to work? I think we'll always have at least a small indoor operation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, depending on, which we've got to go through this summer, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's Oklahoma harsh weather. Yes. um, We're really going to learn a lot over the next year. Mm -hmm. We've been extremely impressed so far.
2: That's good.
1: So far, so good.
2: That's yeah. good. That's good to hear.
1: That's really cool. What I'm seeing is, uh, like, if you look at, like, so we're running a full row, now two full rows of the kidney punch cut mm-hmm. out in in the greenhouse. Um, I would say the buds are anywhere from two to three times the size they were indoor. And they were big, chunky nugs indoor. But these are, like, I'm talking baseball bat thick. Wow. <laughs> uh, b- bud. That's, I mean – that's how big a difference I feel like the light is. Wow.
3: And normally you would expect to see some quality difference, but I feel like
1: the resin production is just crazy. No, I, I mean, I would even make the argument, while everything indoor is very healthy, um, the stuff in the greenhouse is like, you can't replicate what well, the sun it's is. the, the sun, yeah the, sun's,
2: yeah, the sun is the sun. Nothing like, will ever... Like,
1: you may have a nice shine on your leaves, mm-hmm. indoor, outdoor... They're super glossy. The leaves are. Yeah, I mean it's 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 night and day. Even if you have healthy plants.
0: Wow, it's interesting to hear. That is. So, how do you guys nail down like what you want to grow for patients? Like, how do you rotate strains? Are you pretty consistent with what you grow?
3: Curating the menu's been um, a nonstop evolving process, and it really, we you know, there's certain things that we love to grow. Um, That the market doesn't necessarily want to see. And then uh, there's a lot of stuff that the market wants that we don't necessarily want to (laughs) grow. And so we're constantly, you know, trying to kind of move in between that and even bring new stuff to the market. Like go out there and find uh, the stuff that's not the hype gear Mm -hmm. and try to introduce it uh, and shine some light
1: on something nobody's heard of. Yeah. Stuff like that.
3: There's a lot of people out there doing great work that aren't necessarily getting the credit they deserve, and, um, you know, we, we definitely like seeing that kind of stuff come to, and then, of course, we've got, uh, projects going on with, uh, some of the guys in the collective, um, B-Leaf and, uh, the Dipping Sticks line, um, we'll get to talk more and more about that mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks, really, um, some pretty exciting stuff coming out of that. If you like candy terps, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got all of them. That's
0: where it's at, mm. <laughs> candy, <laughs> shop. Right, candy, shop. Oh, candy shop.
2: I'll be man, looking. Candy shop. I'll be looking to come
3: great. shop. You, you guys are gonna have to uh, come out and just walk through the greenhouse because it's That'd a be different. We would love It's that. a different feel. Like if, I love going indoor uh, to a big beautiful room, big beautiful flower room, uh, which we have small flower rooms at our our place, but uh, um. You walk into the greenhouse, uh, or any greenhouse, and it's
1: just a whole different, different experience. Vibe. Oh yeah,
0: but it smells so yeah. lovely.
2: Walk oh, y- you
1: don't even have to walk in. You can uh, smell it from outside. Yeah, the you walk. You walk in uh, to the perimeter gate, and you can smell everything that's in the greenhouse.
2: That's amazing.
1: Yeah,
0: it's really cool. <laughs> it's nice. So we know that growing in Oklahoma can come with challenges and you compete with, you know, there's a lot of other growers in the state too. What's something that sets you guys apart from others around you that you take pride in?
3: Definitely being organic and um, sustainable. You know, conventional agriculture has eventually got to go in that direction. Um, but seeing it move through, the cannabis industry is inspiring, um, you know, seeing people care about what they're growing, not only, you know, um, uh, the, the flower that it puts out and the effect it has on the patient, uh, but then uh, for their environment, people caring about that. Uh, there's a lot of bad runoff and stuff that comes from a lot of these chemically grown uh, grows. right? And we started that way. And yeah, that's, we started out, um, with ProMix and newts and, uh, was on the bottle for the first year, I think. And then, you know, we've got some buddies that have been, uh, in beds, uh, raised beds uh, for just about the same amount of time we've been growing. Mm-hmm. And, um, that whole process is, has been an inspiration, you know? And it's going to result in some really cool stuff. Uh, I think you guys will hear more about them in the future. It's Felipe Morris. Okay. Um, Spelled F-E-L-I-P-E, I I believe. A little play on Philip Morris there. Yeah. Uh, The Big Tobacco Group. Uh, Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, But uh, anyway, they've got know some humor in their brand there and i I think it works really well Uh, it's super catchy but uh we'll see more of them here in the near future they've got a great organic operation as well and um yeah being organic being sustainable and then uh you know we're born and raised here and small mom and pops
1: operation uh family owned family grown
2: love that Lot of pride taken in what you guys do. Yeah. I think
1: something that sets us apart is we're able to connect to all different kinds of people okay. with, with what I feel like our brand represents.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's um, important.
1: You know, that that to me, just to touch on what James said, it's it's great to be organic and stuff like that, but it's it's better to uh, connect with people. Yeah. Uh, through our branding, stuff yeah. like that. You For know?
0: sure. That's good.
2: Yeah. Perspective. It's yeah. Great perspective. So we know it's hard to fake. Pick a favorite when it comes to your babes that you grow. But what's a strain that's been a favorite for you guys at the moment? One that's just really surprised you and turned out maybe a lot different than you had anticipated, maybe better than you had anticipated. Gucci fruit. Gucci fruit. fruit. Yeah. That was fast. Jinx Yumiko. <laughs> uh
1: she just kind of appeared on the farm. I mean, that's that's how we'll say it. She appeared on the farm. Okay. We we got cuts of something else <laughs> and uh or we, we paid for a cut of something else and when we went to flower everything out, uh, we had one cut of that and then a whole bunch of cuts of Gucci fruit. Hmm. Um and it was an interesting first run, uh, because we're sitting there like watching these two different expressions come out of plants. Yeah and then before we know it we have this cut that is frostier than I, anything i've ever seen in my life like that's why i like it so much it just looks like a little snowball
0: that's crazy
1: um and then she smells like sweet and rotten bananas <laughs>
2: sweet and rotten bananas that is an interesting smell
3: that's good yeah I that was a is a great description is kind of some putrid I think I've got some here. I think I've got some in the bag. Oh. I'll have to look through there here in a second. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is kind of some putrid uh, hints in there, and then the the uh, main flavor is super similar to juicy fruit gum. Yep.
0: Have to try that. I know that sounds so good, <laughs> mouth watering. <laughs> okay, so with cannabis being legal in Oklahoma for like the past few years, do you guys have any cool like patient stories that stand out to you or any? like a story you'd like to share surrounding the bud that you guys provide?
3: We got a lot of feedback, I think, uh, on the nine-pound hammer. Okay. it's um, a good strain. A store in Chickasha had a customer that had uh, an injury that was wrecking their life, and they that uh, said they tried everything. They had went and got on painkillers, and, and I think we're really, really avoiding uh, the painkiller route um narcotics and uh, uh they were able to get them some of that flour, and uh it's actually back in back in rotation so non-pound hammer will be coming back up here pretty soon that's
2: a strain that i remember when i was a bud tender it was
0: we
3: like that strain we, we love yeah it. and it was
2: like it was always so great but Nobody was really growing it, and when people were, it was either like really on or it was really, really off.
3: We got a lot of those, but stories. when it was
2: really on, it was so on, and it just kind of fizzled away. I haven't seen a nine pound hammer in yeah years. a while. I haven't
1: either. In I haven't years. seen it in probably a year and a half. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Uh, John Baker, he's running a cut down in Johnson County.
0: So shout out to John Baker.
2: Shout out to John Baker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So everyone is different with things that they enjoy in your workspace, your grow, wherever that place is for you. What's your favorite thing to do at work that like hypes you up or fills your cup? Favorite
3: thing to do probably walk uh, through the garden. Yeah. <laughs> Very
0: simple. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but like just watering in the bedroom. Like that's like probably mm-hmm. it, it's like typically – the the second thing I do when I get there, I go through IPM, mm-hmm. is the first thing I do when I come to the grow, uh, and then the second thing I do is I mix up typically a feeding or a watering for our bedroom, and that's kind of like, that's about, I guess, when I kind of start waking up and, mm-hmm. and the day really starts to form for me and stuff like that.
2: Okay, yeah. That's cool. I feel like the plants help mold your day.
1: Yeah, they definitely can.
2: Yeah, which is cool. So, being a girl in Oklahoma it can be a lot of pressure and one thing that really can set you apart is your social presence and your community presence. You guys have done a great job with that. Your content is really high quality and I've scrolled back pretty far and it's been pretty consistently high quality, which is awesome. And it really helps people see what your flowers like and gives them an idea before they actually get to go experience it in store, which is also very important. What was the vision behind your social and community presence? Also, shout out to your social media person, whoever that may be, and your photographer.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right on. Um, James, that's
3: you. It's literally been a one-man show for over half of the the time we've been in business. And then Nate coming on uh, took such a load off of me and, and enabled me to expand on a little bit more of mm-hmm. You know what was needed, which was to try to become present, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. in a very competitive market. Um, and social media, Instagram offers, you know, a, a fairly yeah. decent avenue for that, but, um, you know, you got to consistently put out, yeah, a, yes, a good product first and mm-hmm. then the learning that went into that has been pretty aggressive uh, because we started out one way and switched and, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just trying to learn uh, as much as you can about (laughs) I've loved weed for a long time, Mm -hmm. but never grown it commercially. Um, I mean, before 2019, I don't think I had flowered out more than fifty hundred plants, something wow. like that. And yeah. that and that's probably uh in, in two different settings, you know, we could mm-hmm. probably gather that up into two different experiences for the most part. Um, other than that it was like a small little closet grove or something yeah. like that, you know, just something you're trying to hide. Mm-hmm. Some clandestine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no the social media, um, you're really trying to offer an experience, I think, to mm-hmm. people. And um, for us, we felt like what we were doing was so cool. All we had to do is give people a window. Yeah. And and like getting to be a part of that and getting to watch these plants do what they do every time. You know, the energy that goes into the plant uh, and then into the patient and just that whole cycle, um, knowing you were helping people, mm-hmm. it all kind of drove itself, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Which is cool. I feel like it organically. It yeah. Happening.
2: And that was a great answer. Cause yeah. I feel like social media can be such a drag sometimes cause it's so much pouring into it, but it's about perspective. And that was a really, that's a really beautiful you perspective. Really to have. Do everything. Yeah. Like, like that yeah. was, that was
3: the easiest way to take that burden mm-hmm. off of myself. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I, I've sat there, you know, day in and day out. I, my day starts at about five o'clock. Yeah. And, um, I'm usually going over emails and uh checking Instagram and communicating with people uh from five mm. till about I go to bed at about eight thirty. I go to bed kind of early, but uh That's
2: a good thing. Um uh, <laughs> farmers <laughs> hours. Yeah.
3: And uh you know, just uh um that's it that's a lot. It is a lot. So the easiest way to do it was for me was to just show everybody kind of a behind the scenes. And uh, that took a lot. You know, the plants are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Corey, by the way. Uh, the most recent pictures mm-hmm. are prettier than any I take. And that's Corey. Shout <laughs> that's out to Corey. Corey. Shout nice. out to Corey. And he's actually taken Nate's place uh, as the main guy in the garden. I think we're actually expanding the garden over the next couple of months. Nice. Two huge flower rooms coming online, indoor. Uh, first store opening up
2: nice big deal
3: yeah so we'll see uh, that's in Chickasha first one's gonna open up in Chickasha so
0: nice
2: very cool
3: more more to come from that Mm -hmm. very soon but
0: that's awesome so for anybody listening like home growers people who want to grow in the future current current growers do you have any advice or knowledge that you want to share feel like you wish someone would have told you
3: Well, man, there's so
1: much. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Um, It all depends, you know, uh, commercial, home grower. Well, uh, I
1: think what I would say is um, before you do anything, do the research and start with organic living soil. I mean, uh, if they'll do the research, they'll be able to find the information that they need to build a good, rich soil. Um. That's what I would start with. Cool. Do everything you can to stay off mm-hmm. the bottle.
2: The bottle. Yeah, stay, the off bottle. The bottle. I I means, stay off the alcoholic. bottle. I don't know what that means <laughs> about alcohol. Salt-based notes.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Inorganic salt-based notes.
3: It's huge to us. It's important, you know, to to see everything go in that direction, and and not just with cannabis, but with with agriculture. Um, we think that it's better for people. It's better for the earth. Uh, and we want to be a part of all that and not the problem, but you know, to a home grower, um, just have fun. Yeah. And yeah, if somebody's cool. at home growing and they're, uh, it depends on if they're growing for their own medicine.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I would go with what Nate said for sure. Yeah. But try to make sure you know no matter what that you're having fun with it because just just, uh, kind of getting out of the way and letting the uh, the whole thing happen and. Getting to observe it is pretty, pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. So, we like to ask everyone this question but what's a stigma you would like to see changed revolving cannabis? There's that awkward
1: silence. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the first thing. Just the stigma in general. Like, there's not a specific stigma for me. It's more like, uh, though I will go out on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and smoke a joint, there's still even in my own head I'm like, oh, should I be doing
2: this? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like that's still in my mm-hmm. head. Should mm-hmm. I be doing this? Even though it's now legal to yeah. do this, mm-hmm. right? But like it's still even, yeah, like,
2: in your head, in my head. Yeah, I feel that. I do that too. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, should I be doing this? Ooh. That's real. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's and
1: I think I think it's coming though. I think yeah. I think uh. You know, in 10 years, nobody's going to bet an eye on someone no. just walking down the streets, smoking a blunt. Or, yeah. yeah, for like, sure. Like, it's just going to be like, oh, oh, there's there's Bill. There's oh Bill. <laughs> oh, Bill.
2: There he goes again. <laughs>
0: what about you, James? Stigma. Mm. You can pass if you need to.
3: Skill. <laughs> Honestly, maybe too high to answer this. That's, That's okay. That is okay. <laughs> no, That's no, no, okay. I'm, I'm, I think, uh, probably like parents and weed, like, parents need access to weed, bro. Parents <laughs> just don't understand, <laughs> right? Parents need access to weed, and uh, parents ought to be able to be responsible and still consume, and uh, that shouldn't be stigmatized in any way. Mom wants to. Smoke a joint in the park while the kids play. She
2: should be able to do that. She should
1: be. No, nobody says anything about no. mom smoking a cigarette,
2: right? Yeah. Or drinking a bevvy, yeah. right? She can drink a beer. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That, good.
0: That's that is good. good. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. Well, I think this wraps up our episode for today, guys. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for taking time out of your day and driving all the ways that you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> We've for, enjoyed it. Yeah. coming here
2: thank you guys so much for listening or not for listening thank you guys for listening but thank you guys for being here be sure to check out their instagram at red dirt raised to see red dirt raised okay to see all the awesome things that they're doing thank you for those of you who tuned in to today's episode stay tuned for next week and as always brand stay medicated <laughs>